Hey, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. <laughs> this one's a pretty wild story, but this is this is true. I know it's going to sound like, yeah, right, but uh, this did happen to me when I was in Iraq. So it was about six months into my tour in Iraq. Uh, I was in charge of a supply unit, and over there, supplies were like gold. It was hard getting supplies to where we were at at times. A lot of times, the roads um, would get shut down because of, you know, threats of IEDs or there were a lot that were happening or whatever. So when you were in charge of a supply unit, supply warehouse, you had a lot of people that were constantly coming to you from all over the country um, and they'd all but beg you for one thing or another for some supply that they needed or whatever. And we weren't like mafia bosses or monsters or anything. So we, we did the best that we could to help people out because it, the whole supply chain over there was really weird. We got a lot of supplies in. We had a set of supported units that, that we were authorized or we were required to provide supplies for. So those were the units that, that we could give supplies to that all of their supplies would come through us. But we got a ton of stuff that wasn't going to to people um, that was one of our supported units. And we didn't know where it went. We didn't know, you know, there was really nothing to do with it. And so, and then we would have all these people who weren't our supported units who might be in desperate need of something. Um, and so we just tried to make it all work. We tried to do the best that we could. But sometimes we did have to say no. So... One day, this guy showed up, and he wanted this generator that we had. We happened to have this random generator. I don't think it was one that was on our books, but we had it. Um, we were storing it somewhere, and somehow, I actually wasn't a part of the first conversation. I think he was talking with my buddy. Uh, he found out we had this generator, and they really, really needed one. And so we kind of gave him the standard response that we need to talk to our chief, who was, I was the uh, NCO in charge of the warehouse. He was the officer in charge of the warehouse. So pretty much you always have two people uh, in charge of something in the military. So we kind of gave him the standard response that we need to talk to him, yada, yada, yada. And that's when he did this wild thing. He reached into his pocket and he pulled out just this massive wad of cash. And he offered my buddy and I each $1,000 a piece to just give him the generator right then and there. No questions asked, no hand receipt, no paper trail, none of that. Now, I mean, I'd be considered I'd, I'd be lying if I said I didn't seriously consider it at that time. You know, I this was all before I did anything with web development, got into freelancing, anything. This was I mean, I was in my early 20s, so I was still kind of right in the thick of coming out of my childhood, which was a pretty rough childhood. So $1,000 just sitting there looking at it being offered to me, that was a lot of money for me at the time. So I'd be lying if I said I didn't seriously consider it. And we both kind of looked at each other like, what the heck? Um, but ultimately, we just told him that we'd have to think about it. And then we ended up telling him, no, actually, he left and came back. Um, we, we told him, no, we couldn't just take the money, but we could... We could issue him the generator and have a hand receipt. As long as we had a paper trail, it was good to go, which wasn't it wasn't what he ideally wanted, but it, it worked because he was able to get the generator. But that was kind of kind of later uh, after he came back the second time. When he first came, he just sort of kept talking to us uh, after we told him we'd have to think about the money or whatever. And of course, he was doing it to butter us up. Um, but it turned out that this guy worked for the CIA. At least that's what he said. Uh, I have no idea if he was just feeding us BS or, or what the deal was. I'm not even sure if 
CI people were allowed to be over there or were over there. But that's what he told us. Um, And he said that he was one of their money guys. So essentially, the the, the money guys were these CIA spooks whose sole job was to go into the local area and procure items that their unit needed. So they had a unit that was operating there um, doing some sort of mission. And they would need to get local supplies from the Iraqis or from us or wherever they could get them. They would try to source these supplies and they had these money men. So he said, again, that back at his base, they had this room and you'd walk into the room and it was just stacked floor to ceiling on both sides with cash. And that they'd just go in and they'd be like, hey, I need to requisition this much cash cash for this much purchase and, you know, there was someone that was kind of in charge of it. And they'd say, okay, they'd get approved. And they'd go in, they'd grab the cash. And they would check out cash from this room like it was like a pencil or something. And they'd go buy what they needed. It's all a pretty pretty wild story. But he was literally sitting there with this huge wad of cash to kind of to kind of back it all up. So it, it all seemed believable at the time. And obviously, we were like super curious. So... We started asking him about that and then got into kind of the CIA and all the training he went through, really just kind of everything uh, related to, to, to what he did. And one of the things that really intrigued me that, that he talked about was when he talked about the training that they went through. And it, it sort of stuck out to me because I'd always been uh, interested uh, in education and learning. You guys know, if you've listened to me for any amount of time, I think learning is really the underpinning of how anybody can can take themselves to whatever situation they're in to whatever place that they want to go it really comes down to a matter of being able to learn the skills uh to get there so and and as a kid who came from a really rough situation that was always a big focus of mine I kind of figured that out early on that my brain could take me all the places that I wanted to go and so I was really hyper focused on education on learning learning for myself also teaching others etc it's always been an interest of mine clear back as far as I can remember when I was a young kid and first kind of figured out that I, hey, I was pretty smart and I might be able to do something with this. So when he started talking about the training, my ears kind of perked up because I I was really interested in it. And and I was really just coming out of having been in college. I I had planned to go back to college after I got back. I I did a little bit, but never really finished. Um, But I had been majoring in secondary education. So I'd been doing a lot of studying about teaching already. So what he described, again, really just kind of stuck out to me. And the method he described that he said, again, was used uh, by the CIA is really the complete opposite of kind of the shallow kumbaya cater 100% to the the student approach that I see so common uh, among course creators, among course gurus that that they teach today. Um, It just really was completely antithetical to that and really antithetical to a lot of a lot of what I was learning in school. And here you have this massive organization. Actually, interestingly enough, it's actually pretty in line with how the military teaches. It's not surprising that the CIA does it that way um, because it's in, in, in line with the military as a whole. And so it probably was bleed over from that. But very, uh, very opposite of a lot of what you see today, a lot of what I was learning uh, in college. And so it just sort of stuck out to me. And I remember that years later when I, I joined a training unit and I started training uh, deploying troops after I got back from Iraq and so forth. I tried to incorporate it as much as I could and how into the uh, into how I taught classes and how I trained 
uh, those troops. And even today, you know, I use it in my online courses. And really the whole point is to kind of create a feeling of euphoria in your students, not a false one, a, a true feeling of euphoria, like, holy crap, I'm learning a ton from this. There's a ton of information. Uh, there's a ton of actionable knowledge that I'm getting from this. But at the same time, you're sort of strategically injecting your principles, your ideas, your ideas, your fundamentals, the, the, the foundational things that will actually lead to success, that will actually produce results. Because, again, students get, uh, often get so caught up in the one weird trick, the gimmick, the sizzle, right? That's, that's in a lot of ways because of what online education has become. That's how you have to sell what you're teaching. But you then have to come behind that in your actual course and teach them the fundamentals that are actually going to work. And so there becomes this dichotomy between sizzle and steak, so to speak, um, between what they, they felt like they were getting when they purchased versus what they're actually going through uh, in order to, to get the results. Because the bottom line is getting results is actually hard, right? You actually have to put in work. You actually have to think. Um, and that's not what people want to hear when you're, you're selling them uh, a course. Now, again, I would uh, I would talk about, and I do in the course, a whole different way to go about selling your courses. But that's a whole whole another another conversation. There's a way that you can put your course together that brings these two things together, so they feel like, uh, and they are getting the sizzle that they were promised. But underneath of that. You're, you're embedding the fun, fundamentals, the principles, without making it boring um, and without making it just, just drag on and on and on and on. And so, again, this is sort of this method that I picked up from this guy um, to create this feeling of, of euphoria while still injecting uh, those fundamentals. It's sort of like getting your kids to eat broccoli by smothering them uh, in cheese, but then doing it in a repeatable way, which is probably the biggest thing. So that course after course after course, you're not guessing about, is this going to be valuable? Are people going to like this? You know, you know, with when you see this, you will know how to create a highly valuable course. And you'll be able to do it course after course after course. And over time, your students are going to start to love learning from you. They're going to be loving what they get from you. They're going to turn into to raving fans uh, who can't you know help tell others about you. But while they're also because they're, they're getting that feeling of euphoria, but then also they're going to be getting results along with it. So it's like a double whammy of positivity, and that's how you can get a ton of positive reviews and word of mouth, all of which makes marketing your courses a heck of a lot easier, almost effortless, because it's really easy to sell a course when you can drop 50 positive reviews on a sales page and let the, the results speak for themselves. Or you have people that are out there you know, they're talking about you and your courses. And so the people that come to you, they're already sold on you by another student of yours. It makes marketing your courses a heck of a lot easier when you have that. And it all comes down to how you create your course. And by the way, it, it, it's not about you just knowing more than everybody else or you being talented, more talented than everybody else or you having some weird trick that you know that nobody else. That's not what it's about. It's about how you put the course together, specifically what I've been sort of hammering, how you build the course outline. The course outline is the most important part of building your course and making it valuable. Um, and that's what we're talking here. And it has to do with what I've been talking about related to that, about creating depth in your course, right? This doesn't happen by accident. Uh, when you create that depth in your course and then use that to be, inject a ton of value into the course, 
None of this stuff is happening by, by accident. And I dare say that once you see all of this, you'll probably never evaluate another course the same again. And most courses you take, you'll probably feel like something's missing because most courses simply don't have any depth to them and they don't inject the type of actionable value that's that 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 students really want students really need in order to be successful like just laying out a process a lot of these courses are all process 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 with very little substance just laying out a process for someone is not enough okay that's the whole point here in any case, as you might imagine, I cover this method that I came across from this alleged CIA agent in the course outline uh, lesson in my same course creation course, which is available on Skillshare for the time being. And because of that, you can get it essentially free and then use it to add a really simple revenue stream to your existing business. Or if you're just getting started, this could be a simpler way than maybe trying to sell a $5,000 freelance service. Maybe you can start with a $50 online course, or you can put a course on Skillshare or Udemy uh, and get going that way and start building authority and then add the service later. So either adding a revenue stream to your existing business or using this as a way to jumpstart your business and kind of get get uh, on your own where you're not working a nine to five job and now you have the time to focus solely on your business uh, and flesh it out and, and make it what you do day in and day out. Right? This is a really simple revenue stream for you to be able to do that. And I believe that freelancers are some of the best positioned people to garner huge benefits from an online course because you already know the topic. If you're freelancing on it or you're trying, even if you're just trying to start freelancing on it, you're spending a ton of, ton of time learning about uh, the topic. So you already know the topic inside and out. Uh, and if you are out there freelancing, you already have authority in the marketplace. So knowing a topic and having authority, those are two of the big rocks that you need in order to have an online course and one that you can actually sell. You probably already likely have a, a website too, probably doing social media uh, at some level. So you have a lot of these things already in place because you're pursuing freelancing. It's all there. Now you just need to create a course, you need a simple delivery system and a sales page. And I teach, that's all of what I teach you uh, how to do in the course. And once you do that, you've added a highly leveraged revenue stream with very little effort on your part, with very little uh, extra infrastructure that you, you, you have to create. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to twist your arm like some CIA stooge might. This is really only going to work for those who are smart enough to already see the value behind adding such a simple and highly leveraged stream of revenue to their business because those are the people that are actually going to take advantage and actually do it. But like I said, you can get the course essentially free. Uh, and that's because as a Skills Skillshare teacher, I can offer you an exclusive one month free trial of the site. The normal trial is just seven days, but... I can give you get you a one month free trial of the site. And with that, you get complete 100% unfettered access to every course on the site. It was 30,000 plus. That's every lesson, every PDF, every download, everything. And then if you cancel before the month is up, uh, you never pay a penny. I've had thousands of students do this uh, without any problem. So again, essentially free. It is a few hoops to jump through, but it might be worth it to you, especially when you consider that I will be taking it off of Skillshare at the end of July and selling it uh, on my website for around $150 or so. So if you're not a CIA, CIA money man, if you don't have a <laughs> money stack floor to ceiling that you can go in <laughs> and requisition, then this is a way that you can save yourself some of that cash. Uh, pretty great opportunity for that. Anyway, 
All that's up to you. The link to the, the one-month trial, if you're interested, is at myjohn.us slash sane. That's myjohn.us slash S-A-N-E. I'll drop a link in the description as well. All right, that's it. I'll talk to you next time.